1: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
1: That's stamps.com. Code program.
4: I know that none of us have asked for this. Did you go sleep all right? And There's really no one answer.
0: Isn't that where Doran was keeping his cartography kit? Let's have another
2: Doran Krayloth episode.
0: Oh, no! A shark
2: in yarder. We could fit it onto our boat. <laughs> hey, uh, what about this? Oh, it's uh, not really my style, but. Krayloff turns to the others and says. Uh, looks like
3: we're on our own for this. Yeah. And I and now I know trees don't talk back to us. Good good job, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: to dice shame this is episode 122
4: pick up the pieces mvp this week is michael tobias who wrote about episode 121 on discord and said i just want kraloth to be okay it's the only thing i want no worries michael but also no promises we'll see what the dice say
5: if you like mysteries conspiracies the absurd and fellow canadians just like us cram your ear holes with the podcast nowhere on air Jess Syrett is the sole author to this faux late-night community radio show broadcasting from the middle of nowhere. Check it out.
4: It's a blast.
5: All right, should we get down to business?
4: Let's do it.
5: How stinky do you think these characters are?
2: Oh, boy. At least a seven.
5: Out of seven? Out of yeah. five.
3: Oh, out of five, yeah. Uh, <laughs> out of five. Five points go. Say Doran's like a
4: 12. Man, that's a good question.
5: Because when was the last time, canonically, everyone had a bath? I mean, Red and Doran had a tiny bath in a bird fountain, right?
4: That's right. Seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. Did we? Well, I, don't remember, I don't even remember that. What
5: are yeah. The, what
2: are the chances? I mean, isn't... Doesn't prestidigitation allow for cleaning of the
0: self? Definitely a spell I don't have. Yeah. Minor illusion.
5: At uh, Marina Cindergather's Manor, oh, which was yeah. 18 days ago, uh, Red and Doran briefly scrubbed their faces.
4: But that was just the sensitive spots. That was like the hands and the face. That <laughs> yeah. was it. Armpits, like, yeah. that was, done. That was And the armpits, which makes a lot of smell
3: difference.
2: Jack went for a swim a couple episodes ago. Oh, that's right. During the fight and i don't remember if Kraloth ended up in the water at any point i don't think he did
5: but there was no soap involved it no, was that's just true. a dip in the water right it was yeah. it
3: was a rinse yeah really a rinse is not a wash
0: i guess it really depends you you got to be thinking about okay on that airship what what was the the cleanliness situation it's not like it's mm, a ocean ship where you could you know you know you could just dip over the side and got, grab some water period mm-hmm. like every every bit of water you had you had to brought with you Unless they had a water elemental. But you know what? There's also like a stinky threshold where, you know,
4: maybe day one to five. <laughs> by day five, you're like, oh, I'm starting to reek. But then kind of like five to ten or you five to fifteen even. Back. You don't you're get not getting worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, but then eventually there is a point where like maybe fifteen to twenty, you're kind of tipping over the edge. But there's a long window there. Where you're not getting stinkier, you know what I mean? Mm.
5: It's got to really influence like your checks, though, too, right? Like You can't be that stealthy if they can smell you from mm. 200
4: meters away. I can't cash this. Oh, that kind of check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like if you're <laughs> trying to sneak around something.
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: Thanks, Rob.
2: <laughs> so are we now as smelly as the giants and Gredhog?
4: No.
5: You're getting there. Oh
4: no. No, because I think they made like a, a, a point of pride about it. Like oh, they were like yeah, yeah, let's yeah. rub shit on ourselves to make ourselves more stinky. They we liked this actually. They lived above
5: a bunch of pigs yeah. Yeah. and their manure Fair. and associated yeah. off-gassings. <laughs> and they were eating rotten food. So, oh, you know
4: what? We misremembered. No, because we all got dunked out of the boat. So, we've all been in the water, technically, because the boat tipped, remember? And then we climbed up on shore
5: for a moment. So, we
4: actually have all touched water. I'm not saying we've washed, I'm just, <laughs> I, we, we re- you... I misremembered yeah. that we actually have all been wet within the last 24 hours. We splashed through it. So, a you
5: creek. may be as a group at your cleanest yet.
4: You know, in a while. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Good
3: job, guys. I want to go home. Cleanest yet? <laughs> no way. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's very Aww, chilly Jack. too.
4: So like it's not even like a, a nice bath. It's like, oh God, get out of this right away. And,
0: well, let alone yeah. then we fought the undead and camped out in a rotten house. So, you know, mm-hmm. that improves the, the situation. Funny,
3: it's it's sort that's of true. odd how this conversation came up because as I was taking a shower this morning and getting ready to play this game, I was thinking, geez, Doran hasn't really showered and maybe he should do something <laughs> like a dry shower. And then then this came up, how smelly we are. So mm-hmm. that's sort of coincidental.
5: Shall we play some D&D?
3: Let's do it. Do it. Let's do it. I love D&D.
5: The night finally relents and gives way to morning. And despite the sunrise, you are all extremely cold. Nobody lit a fire in the hearth, so you probably had a hard time sleeping. It's about minus 15 degrees Celsius this morning. You can see your breath in plumes of fog as you look out at the day.
0: Jack hoped to get up a little earlier, definitely to watch the sunrise and to, to spend an hour summoning Kieran back. Sure. Um, having finally got the energy from a little bit of sleep. Mm-hmm. And I
4: think maybe Red has been maybe hunting just around the area. Difficult because it seems like it's very scarce around here. Mm-hmm. There's not much, but I think he does end up finding a rabbit and sort of skins it in the snow. It's a very like still, quiet, serene morning. Kraloth didn't sleep
2: very well last night. He had a number of very strange, spooky dreams. And he's been praying this morning. His shield and his mace placed around him and his holy symbol in front of him as he clutches it and mutters to himself
3: quietly. Funny, I don't think any of us slept really well last night. Doran also rolling over, gets up. He, he actually lights a fire. He gets it going well in the hearth of the fireplace here inside this building. And he's breaking up some of the old furniture that's already been broken and tossing it in. And it's got a nice warm glow to it. Mm-hmm. Jackson
2: curls up next to Doran at the fireplace and tries to take in some of the warmth that way.
5: It was a hard night for the four of you interpersonally. There were some things said to each other that maybe left a, a sore spot on you this morning. Some kind of bruise that it feels like you, you know, slept on something uncomfortable. But it it's not a physical pain. It feels like something, an emotional pain. Mm.
4: Yeah. And the back door sort of closes softly. I feel like the flames of the fire start to flicker and Doran can tell that someone's entered as Red sort of comes in from the back holding a rabbit. He sort of stops in the doorway, sees Doran, sees Jackson, and kind of scans the room before joining Doran at the fire and like adding the meat to a small spit that Doran's been crafting. A little bit of uh, nourishment might be nice.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hey,
4: good job. That'll serve
3: for a hearty breakfast and he kind of looks back. Maybe Crayloth can uh cook us up something good when he's back from doing his morning prayer.
4: Yeah, look, uh there's not much out there. No. I, I kind of feel for the people around here with with the hunger, but uh and Red again sort of abashed, at least, like I appreciate what you said yesterday. Uh I'm sorry that I I uh didn't reciprocate your apology, but um you had every right to snap at me, and I'm sorry. Well, look,
3: Red, I mean, hey, listen,
4: we're all under a, a lot of pressure here, and, uh,
3: and there's really no one answer. It's it's okay. I, I, you know, what? Well, we're all individuals, and we each do our own thing the way we do it, but we
4: have to learn to come together and get our strengths from each other. And he pokes the fire. I want you to know that I appreciate that you admitted that you're scared, because I think That's important, Doran. And Red puts a hand on your shoulder, and he's like, I need you around. I need you to stay with us. I need you to be there after a battle. And that fear means that you're going to do everything you can to make that happen. And that brings me comfort. Yeah, but do me a favor, Red. Don't, uh, let's let's just not repeat that, okay?
3: (laughs) I don't want any of my other relations, my, my other dwarven... Common folk. I don't want them to know that I've uttered those words. Okay, it's just not something that a, a dwarf like myself should
4: utter. Sure, Sh- should admit. Sure. Well, if it makes you feel better, I-, I think maybe I was scared too, to be honest. And I think that's that's what kind of made me feel that way. It felt really weird losing Kraloth last night, and uh, it's. Uh, and then he lowers his voice a bit. It's a little weird to see Kraloth, uh, you
3: know, acting the way he has been acting. He seems like he's. Uh, Lost a bit of himself. I'm not, I'm not
4: sure what's going on out there, but... Uh... And Red just sort of shakes his head and stares at the fire, kind of like, Yeah, well, he'll tell us, I guess, when he's ready. Mm. Let's make some plans to get those relics back, and we, we've got to meet Harshnag, right? Red nods, and he pulls a piece of cooked rabbit from the fire and opens his little... Baby Bjorn on his chest, and you can see him feed Shale as he sort of watches the fires next to you. <laughs> little claw yeah. reaches out. Shale's yeah.
5: mandibles click appreciatively.
4: <laughs> Where's Jack, anyways?
0: Jack is in the next room over, sort of on the other side of the fireplace, with his his little um, fire burning incense and herbs and all the things he needs for for the bundle of celestial joy that is Kieran to leap out of the fire and into his arms and. You know, Jack cuddles his his familiar for a little bit and feels his heart grow a couple of sizes, and and uh, stands back up and you know starts walking towards the the rest of you in the other room.
2: The door to the back room creaks open,
0: and you hear
2: an armored Kraloff clunk through the dining room and set down his shield beside the fire and uh, begin to warm his hands and. He nods curtly at Doran and turns to Red and says Do you both sleep all right? Uh not really, no. No, neither neither did I. <sighs> yeah, me neither. Hmm. Well, oh, thanks for making this fire, Doran. It's good to feel some warmth in my hands again.
0: Of course. Uh, good morning, everybody.
4: Uh, hey, good morning, morning. Jack. Oh morning, Jack. I uh, have some rabbit guys, it's not that much. And Red grabs the rabbit off the fire and sort of walks over to the half dilapidated table Mm -hmm. and tries to sort of like pick off pieces and hand it to everybody. As we sort of come together for the first time, you know, like even as we were clearing the house, we were all very separate and like we're sort of standing shoulder to shoulder for the first time since being in the boat, really.
0: The idea of sitting around this table using our hands to pick pieces of rabbit off to eat in the like ugly morning light of today is kind of evocative. And the, like the table creaks, one of the legs is definitely broken and we're, you know, Doran's propped it up with something. <laughs>
4: There's no plates, no forks. We're just like chewing this yeah. this rabbit meat in our hands. And, I love it. And, yeah.
2: Mm. As you're all eating, Kraloth grabs a piece of this rabbit and uh, he is obviously lost in thought as he kind of... Fidgets with it a little bit, and then sticks it in his pocket,
4: and then continues to fiddle with his ring. Look, I said some things last night that wasn't wasn't exactly true or fair, and uh, I just want to say I'm sorry. Look, this, this quest we're on, it's enough of a weight on all of us that it doesn't need to be further weighed down by my feelings, and... I know that none of us have asked for this, and I know that none of us necessarily would make this our first choice for what we're doing right now. So to selfishly make that more difficult by blaming you the way I did last night, which it really was, it's not fair. And the truth is, Mm. Kraloth, and Red turns to you, Kraloth, kind of looking at you for the first time, Mm. and... There's a bit of water in his eyes as he puts his hand on your shoulder. And he says, The truth is, you scared the shit out of me when you went down. And I'm not ready to lose you. The way I've lost so many people in my life. Any of you. And I don't know if we did anything wrong. Maybe we did it all right. Maybe that means we can still lose, but... God damn it, it scared me. Mm. And if Doran can admit his fears, so can I. And I'm sorry I projected that back onto you. It wasn't fair. I appreciate you saying that. Um,
2: and uh, for what it's worth, you have every right to have felt all the feelings that you felt. In fact, it's completely natural to have felt anger and fear and pain after what we went through, and after what you saw, and the way we've all been acting the past day. I can only imagine that it's been hard to stomach. I feel like I owe you all an explanation. Ever since yesterday, I haven't felt the same. Something has changed. I can't quite put my finger on it, but this morning when I tried to reach out to vore I wasn't able to access him in the same way. It felt different. It felt strange. And um, I haven't been able to access my own feelings about any of this. I truly died back there. My time came. And yet I'm still here. And the thing that's been weighing me down and keeping me from moving forward is that I don't know if it's because of Kelimvor that I came
0: back. It's seems perfectly human to me to have no idea how we're all feeling like after a day like yesterday it's it's a lot to process that might take some time and i wish we had that time in a comfortable inn back in waterdeep however the the lethander proverb from death comes life there's always another morning to turn a setback into a success mm. we got to we got to make a plan and and figure out What we're going to do till we get back to civilization, because there ain't many more rabbits, and I don't plan on starving in the woods for too long. Nope. Well, I I
4: agree. Well put. And on that point,
0: I had a dream last
4: night, uh, similar to the dreams I've had before. The ones where I could smell the salt air on my fur after waking. This one was just as vivid but uh, a little bit more pointedly towards, well, a place we've been. I saw a shark swimming beneath rippling waters, but then it, it arrived at a dock, and as it leapt out of the water, it turned into a, a man with a beard. I remember him vaguely. I think he was in Yada. and I don't know, this one felt real, maybe even more real than the last one's figured I'd let you guys know. Hmm. We know that Yadda is important for a few reasons.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see what what you remember this man looking like in that transformation. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, of course.
4: And Red walks over to like a sewing mannequin in the corner. And he stands the mannequin up after it's fallen over. <laughs> and then over the face, he projects this image of like these shark-like features sort of fading into the beard. And then mm. the face of the man that he saw in his dream.
1: hmm
3: Wow. A shark in Yarder. Hmm. It sounds like there's, uh, maybe there's, like, a card shark or something.
2: Red, do you have any inkling or reason as to believe why this
4: druid or, or shark person might be important? No. Other than what the Oracle told me, which is that I'm being watched. Hmm. You think that this creature might be coming after us? Absolutely. But well, that doesn't mean that we can't beat it.
0: I wonder if they know you're having these dreams or if it's the act of watching you is resulting in you watching them. Mm. Uh <laughs> is kind of a sympathetic connection like if if there is maybe that divination magic goes both ways. Yeah, maybe.
4: But you're being watched. I don't know. It seems very specific. All I know is I woke up this morning and went hunting, and it made me think of the Hand. Remember when Zolkin was telling us on our trip down the river? Mm -hmm. He was telling us about the Hand, the all-female guild in Yata. Right. Might be a good place to start if we swing around there, and I personally think that, well, these dreams are starting to have a little bit more of a connection to what we're doing. Remember, I dreamt of the coin not too long ago. I want to push this up on our to-do list. Of course, not before getting these artifacts back.
0: Yeah, Top of my concern we got to we got to go see who survived who maybe they're lost in the woods just as of course bad off as us I agree
2: but perhaps if we aren't able to move these artifacts perhaps Yard is a good place to hire on a airship crew another
4: one one that we won't Well what's the closest town to us that's a great question Jack you're the
0: one who knows the directions Yeah I'd love to pull up the map Press M
4: Mhm
5: <laughs> So Jack, with his knowledge of geography as well as his personal knowledge of this specific area, he, the location is very close to so, so, so Silvery Moon. Silvery oh. Moon, beautiful. Um, yeah. And you would know that the river that you have been following does indeed head down and empties out into the Evermores eventually.
0: Yeah, so Jack pulls up a map and and shows on it sort of the... One stone where the sky pony is, and that river we sailed down, and um, on it he highlights silvery moon and that river that goes all the way down into the into the Evermoors. This might be our way out. We've got a boat. We could probably fit whatever those. If if the giants left anything there for us to collect, we could fit it all onto our on onto. What's what's the name of our Stephen? (laughs) Never mind. I'm not going to say it. Just in case. But we could fit it onto our boat and maybe maybe get out of the woods that way.
5: Suddenly, with a creak and a cloud of dust, a panel in the ceiling falls open to reveal an attic space shot through with beams of morning light through the broken roof. Uh,
4: I feel like there's a moment of like stillness. Yeah. Like the camera's showing it between us and we're all just standing there and we're just like, huh. um, hmm, hmm. Maybe a friend came back, and Red will walk over and look up into it.
5: hmm Nothing stirs above you.
4: Hey, Kraloth, give, give me a boost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. Kraloth holds out a hand. And Red climbs on Kraloth and uh, hoists himself up to this attic. Hey, come on up. And he reaches back down and puts his hand out for Jack. Yeah. yeah, and Doran kind of stands as the, the, the stool
3: now, and he's, <laughs> he puts a hand out for Jack's foot.
0: Jack steps on Doran, gets the boost up to Kralos' shoulders, gets Red to Hilton, haul into the <laughs> attic space.
4: Um, what, what's up here? Come on, Doran. Let's get everyone up first, Jack. God. And I turn back around And I say Come here Doran And Doran No I'm just I love the idea that I'm helping everyone up And we turn around And Jack's like The map of what we need Like he solved Whatever mysteries <laughs> up here—is Guys we don't need anything And I'm like Just, just getting everybody up Maybe I'll <laughs> just
3: stay down here
4: Ah come on up Doran uh... And Red hoists you up Come on right. Come on little guy <sighs> <sighs> <sighs>
5: <sighs> Can I get two more grunts From everyone Just
3: it's like uh, one uh, climb. Uh, We've been on this oh huge no. adventure, and this is where we're moaning and complaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, tired. Climbing into an attic. Kralov pulls himself up.
5: <laughs> the caved-in roof interrupts this attic room with long splinters and rotted shingles that litter the floor. There are a few crates of moldy bedding and blankets up here. Some animals have clearly made their homes over the past few years in this space. Birds nests in the rafters and cozy piles of leaves in some corners.
3: Uh huh. I almost thought there
4: would be something a little bit more exciting up here. <laughs> Maybe there will be. And I take a look around. Can I roll investigation?
5: You can roll perception. 17. Red, you find that stuck to one wall with a nail... Curled and warped by moisture, there is a piece of parchment
0: hmm.
4: hey guys, look at this and red walks over anxiously
0: -hmm uh, what you got there? I don't know it's the beginnings of a conspiracy board <laughs> <laughs> before Those
5: red yarn connecting nails <laughs>
0: scraggly Bush did 9 eleven
4: what the hell is that mean? <laughs>
5: On it you can read faint words, though the ink is running in places and it's barely legible.
4: Guys, come over here, look. And Red sort of gestures it down between the four of us and he reads it out loud. Now be careful, Red, and make sure you're not reading a spell. At buccaneers and buried gold, whipstaff with a treasure hold. (laughs) Treasure? (laughs) It says uh, father, mother, Issa. Walking skeletons attacked Mother while in the garden two days ago. There must be ten or so, and they took the house. I can see them through a knot in the floor, shambling and crawling around. Mother took Issa down to the cellar for safety, but I have no supplies up here. And I'm so thirsty I can hardly think. I will try to escape, and bring help as soon as I can. I'm so scared. Father... Oh, you are gone far longer than we expected I know in my heart you are safe and you will make your way back to us as soon as you can we miss you more than we can bear I'm gone to beg charity in Silvery Moon, Elth, guide me, love Calliope hey and Red like looks up again sort of welling up a little bit they didn't all just die here guys someone got out there, there was hope here, hmm
0: that's not nothing.
2: Kralof puts a hand on Red's shoulder and nods and says, "Well, then it looks like we have another reason to head to Silvery moon,
4: yeah, Jack's mom." <laughs> She's look probably
5: at, so fine, by the way.
4: Oh. Okay. Like, she's anything right. like, Jack, but bam <laughs> oh, Just female Jack.
5: Oh, hi. <laughs> but like, like, Played by the same actor that plays Jack, yeah. but like yeah, eyelash Jack with extensions. <laughs> like like, yeah. uh,
4: like uh, how they would do it, like Monty Python.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I'm Miss I'm
2: Jacqueline. <laughs> so let's complicate it. Let's have another Doran Kraloth episode. Oh, my God, Doran. Look at her. She's so oh my God. She's so hot hot.
0: <laughs>
1: there's
2: something about her that's just
0: so familiar. Huh. As we stand in this attic, Jack collects himself and says, So what's next?
4: Well, next is we need to find a way back to where this whole thing happened and uh, scout out and make sure that it's safe. And if it's not, find a way to, I suppose, defeat the giants or draw them away. Unless there's another old way to do it. First things first, let's get up there. I think we need to do this the same way you eat a snuffle lump. One bite at a time.
5: Jack, Kieran interrupts your discussion upstairs with a thought. Someone at the door, boss!
4: Someone's, someone's outside. Mm.
2: And Kraloth immediately jumps down the hole, grabs his shield and makes... He's fucking
5: skeletons!
4: Red follows him.
5: You hear a scrabbling, scratching sound on the door of the cottage. And a shadow passes over one of the windows briefly.
4: Red points his bow at the door and gestures to Kraloth. Kraloth nods and shouts, who's there? Maybe it's the father.
5: You don't receive a response.
4: Just open the
2: door. I got you covered. Yeah, he opens the door, peers out.
5: The morning light casts the winter forest in dreary gray white, the snow streaked in ash and pierced with leafless trees. What greets you on the doorstep is a welcome reprieve from the gloom. The awakened tree has found its way back to you. Ah. Worse for wear after its fight yesterday evening. Its bark is scorched and charred black in places. A branch hangs broken with splinters drying in the air, and two great limbs are ripped from the trunk, showing raw heartwood and leaking sap. Its mantle of leaves shivers in recollection of you. Its hard-fought favor complete.
3: (gasps) Erica!
4: Guys, look! Ericor's back!
3: Oh man. Whoa. Surprise you
4: made it back here. In oh one my God. limb. Red walks out and hugs the tree. <laughs> Just like getting absorbed in its like falling branches. Wow! I can't believe it! Hey guys, if he made it out, maybe maybe
0: the giants are gone. There's only one way to find out. So,
4: tree. Ericor, he has a name. What, He's deserved uh, that much. Well, sorry. And Red looks at him with pride. Ericor,
3: <laughs> thank you for uh, your help. What? Uh, when you came from the battle scene, is there anything there left? Uh, what happened? Is it? You, can you tell us anything, please?
0: I don't think it talks. You can talk to it, but
3: go with yeah. yes or no questions.
2: The don't tree
5: worry. doesn't talk back to you. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I think this is as good a time as any to head back and. See what happened. Ericor, will you guide us back there?
5: The tree lets out a great creaking groan that reverberates from somewhere deep within. And it yawns and then pulls loose its roots heavily. And it just starts striding back toward the trees, but then hesitates. It moves to the side of the cottage at the edge of the woods, where it settles back into the ground And you notice, Kraloth That this is the gravesite From last night Where you had buried the bodies Of the occupants of this cottage And the awakened tree Arranges Its remaining branches To cover and shade The resting place of the women it Shudders one final time And returns to slumber Once more
4: They deserved
3: it I picture the, the roots, the legs, like, driving themselves deep into the ground. That's kind of wild. Mm.
5: Upearthing the corpses of the women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: and then it devours them.
5: <laughs> Hellish.
2: <laughs> With uh, an understanding nod, Kraloth turns to the others and says, uh, looks like we're on our own for this.
4: Yeah. And, I, and now I know trees don't talk back to us. Good, good job, Torrin. And I think Red <laughs> walks over to that grave site because he didn't see you guys dig it. And I think he just stands a moment. He looks at the tree, looks at the gravesite. And he reaches into his bag. And he pulls out one of the bloodstones. One of the four that we each got. And he places it on top of the gravesite as if one of the bases of a cairn. And he steps back. Kraloth following Red's lead.
2: Reaches deep into his his pack, and he rummages around and finds his bloodstone, and he kneels down and places it on top of the grave, and says, "May you find peace in the afterlife with one another."
3: Yeah, Doran reaches into his pocket, and he feels this smooth edge of the shattered nightstone, and he. Pulls it out of his pocket. Doran took <laughs> the
0: nightstone this whole time. Is this smooth? <laughs> Doran <laughs> took the nightstone.
3: Bloodstone, Alex. Blood Here's stone. to uh, yeah. better yeah. times. <laughs> and he puts the
0: bloodstone onto the Karen. Jack reaches into his pouch and finds his bloodstone and pauses for a minute to, to feel the weight of it in his hand. And he sets it down atop of the other three and says a quiet prayer to Lathander and leaves more than just the weight of the bloodstone behind as he steps forward into the woods. I freed up two inventory slots with that.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You walk through the dense moonwood, a forest of close-grown oak and cedar and pine. It's slow going. The snow is quite deep in places, and under the snow, snarls of dead vine and fern catch your feet.
4: As we move back towards this, I think Red wants to take the river, Taking up what Jack said about heading it south, I think what he's doing now is basically walking along the river and leading them and spotting any, like, issues. And I think maybe every once in a while, Red's like, off. And, like, we grab a big pole and, like, push a rock that could be problematic later on so that we can come back down this way. Mm. We're sort of setting ourselves up for being able to leave one stone via the river after because that's what dumped us out last time, like a big stone.
0: Yeah. Very smart.
5: You smell the wreckage of the airship before you see it. Fallen ashes turn the surface of the snow gray and pebbled from heat. It's a devastating sight. The ship is dashed to pieces on the ground, leaving a wake of destruction where it must have skid along the forest floor mowing down trees, The largest piece is the aft castle, leaning up against a crazily bowed pine tree, with its staircase exposed to one side, its exterior timbers ripped off and burned to ash in places. The forward upper deck was flung some distance away in the crash, lying on its side. The deflated balloon has been torn to pieces. Red dragon skin hanging in tatters from the broken ship. Parts of it still leashed by ropes and cables to the gondola, fluttering softly in the cold breeze. The remains of the crew are sadly evident throughout the wreckage. Corpses of people you'd been traveling with for the past 25 days. And there are two stone giant bodies in the snow, showing terrible burns all over them.
4: I think Red covers Shale's eyes (laughs) and his chest. He's like, you don't want to see it. Uh, uh, Someone else, if they find Damien, please just roll him over. Kraloth begins to pick through the wreckage
2: and look at the corpses and just turns all of them over, marking them mentally to to be buried later. Mm -hmm. Um, But he just goes through, not really showing any affect here.
0: Jack does his best to be a little bit disconnected and look at it almost like an archaeological site. Like he's he's here looking for one thing and that's evidence. Jack? Really? <laughs> Archaeology? Wizards only want one thing and it's disgusting. <laughs> 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 it's to be archaeologist. That's awesome. Oh, that's good.
5: oh Jack. Go. Love that man. Hanging from a long splintered timber, you see the ornament that used to hang above Damien's hammock. Something made of beads and string and vaguely resembling a lizard. Some of the beads have torn off and are lying in the snow nearby.
4: And Red reaches up and pulls it down and bends down and scoops up the beads and sort of in his hand next to shale begins stringing it back together Mm -hmm. as he walks through the wreckage.
5: Kraloth, one of the footlockers that used to sit in your quarters lies open in the churned dirt of the wreckage in front of you. It's empty.
0: Hmm. Hey Jack.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you remember what was in this?
0: Yeah, it was um 70 health potions. <laughs> this was
5: mine. It had a lot of gold yeah, 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 yeah. that I'm now missing and owed. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh insurance. So th- isn't that where Doran was keeping his uh rocks? <laughs> his rocks. <laughs> My rocks. Just... Infantilized
4: Doran by like <laughs> 70 years.
0: <laughs> Guys, look at this rock I found.
4: It's like white. <laughs> Put it in your rock storage, Doran. This
5: is rock locker. Rock,
4: rock locker. locker. I don't want to tell him. But... Doran's what... getting rocks now. <laughs> <laughs> he was at a potty. Met <laughs> together. Oh no.
0: God, that's
3: funny. It's a rock
0: locker. <laughs> Isn't that where Doran was keeping his his uh cartography kit? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but maybe it means somebody must have taken it, which means there must have been somebody to take it, which means there must have been somebody who walked away. Uh, yeah. As
5: you approach the locker, you see that there are some strange markings in the dirt around it.
3: Kraylov's going to do a survival check. Awesome. Meanwhile, I I picture Doran sort of dragging dead bodies and organizing them into... A row size, <laughs> and picking up new rocks, tallest
5: to smallest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Better start my collection again. No, Hello, not Bowie. in any particular size. Just <laughs> cool. Doing a uh, at least to figure out who, who's missing
0: and who's Who there. we know who's yeah, missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: He puts a head with one of the bodies. <laughs> <laughs>
5: like... I think this one belongs with this one. Do you it's remember like what Daphne looks like? Uh,
2: uh, twenty-two.
5: Nice. Yeah, these are footprints for sure. They are not deep impressions, so the creatures that left them are probably fairly light, though they do appear to be hoof prints. They lead off around the side of the broken ship and away into the woods. You see them disappear.
0: Hmm. I say as much to Jack. Do they remind us of the satyr hooves we might have seen at the, um, at the wedding?
5: Very similar to satyr hooves, actually. Well put, Jack, though smaller.
0: Some other sort of fey creature, maybe.
2: Well, uh, it doesn't look like it was one of the survivors on the ship. Doran, have you figured
0: out how many people you've, you've found?
5: Yeah, you're not able to account for all of them, but based on the state of the wreckage, it would be pretty much impossible. Like someone may have been flung from the ship while it was up in the air. They could be 200 meters away. You know, you haven't canvassed the area perfectly yet.
3: While I'm stacking and organizing the bodies, I'm also respectfully checking for anything on them Uh, that could be of use, valuables, whatnot, Mm -hmm. including the giants that are, have also been killed by the fire element. So I'd like to do a roll for a, I guess, what is that? in Perception?
5: Investigation. 13. Okay.
3: Do I
4: find anything?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Some of the black cultist masks that these cultists used to wear pretty much 24-7, are still in fairly good condition despite the state of their owners. Okay. So you could potentially salvage a few of those.
3: I would like to salvage a few of them, as many as we could find.
5: Yeah, you can find four.
3: Okay. You
5: are also able to find, if you're looking for like gold and stuff, overall you find 82 gold. Hmm. and you also find a small gold ring on one of the cultists' fingers that when you touch it feels magical. Oh. Would probably fit on your pinky.
3: So Doran comes walking back over to the group, and he says, uh, well, it looks like all the cultists are accounted for, and uh, we've got some, some gold here. Uh, Maybe take this and put it in the bag of holding, and he holds it out to red. Also passes over the black cultist masks. And I don't know what we could do with these, but we might be able to do something. I'll add
4: them to the collection.
3: And then there's this, and he holds up the small gold ring. I found it on one of the cultists, and I feel like it might be magical. It feels funny. Mm. Put it on. Um, well it won't really fit And Doran tries each of his fingers And then it finally slips onto his pinky (laughs) Mm -hmm. Pinky ring, cool
5: This small gold ring does not require attunement It is set with a stone in the center of the band It's a little bit gaudy The stone is kind of large for the setting And it glows whatever color you would like It's kind of like a mood ring. Okay. That's what it does.
3: So Doran puts it on and he's, Oh, it's it's not really my style, but... (laughs) And then it turns a bright yellow Mm. and starts shining. Oh my God, it's doing something. (laughs) And then it changes to green. Whoa. Um. And then it turns to... Red. Well, let's put it in the bag of holding for now. <laughs> we
4: don't know if it's got any negative side effects. Yeah, good idea. And he takes it off and tosses it into the bag.
2: Hey, uh, what about this? Red, Doran, and Craylof pulls down a, a like a ripped sheet of dragon skin from the uh, from the balloon. Hey, and he pulls it and he says, "Oh, it's been through a lot, but uh, I wonder if either of you could do anything
4: with this." Oh, I'd love to. Yes, I have a few ideas for this. Let's put it in the bag of holding. And Red shoves it in. Hmm. Dragon skin isn't easy to come by. And you notice as Red shoves this in that he's fashioned that little necklace that Damien had into like a little charm that Shale is now wearing. You kind of see this little tiny necklace around him. And uh, the broken part has actually been refashioned. So it has a little D to remember Damien by because he really did take care of him a lot.
5: Red, you spot movement from the corner of your eye.
4: And quick as a flash, my bow is out, Drawn. Movement, on the north.
5: Toward the northern side of the clearing, you spot the giant artifact you found in the Great Worm Cavern. The dragon scale shield, floating about two feet off the ground, and steadily moving away from you into the forest.
2: The shield! Ah! Wait, hold on, hold on. Whatever's taking it, maybe it's leading them somewhere. Maybe it's taken them already, and is collecting them. Perhaps if we follow... It'll
4: lead us back to wherever the other ones are. Hey, it's not a bad idea. All right, let's follow at a distance. Yeah. And Red will begin tracking them.
5: And with that, you head off through the woods, snow crunching underfoot, following Red as he tracks the strange creatures to an
4: unknown place. (laughs) ¶¶ once again to our wonderful patreon supporters christopher ryan evans merlin mitchell cadwell michael and brianna weber colin burkhart daniel doug gray jackie and rain jessica orrett jonah goldman melanie Shen, lars and Mary kaniski see you soon